that's a lifestyle. I go hard for God daily, cause I'm God's child. I got a purpose that I'm doing on purpose. Firm foundation, ten toes, we the surface. Something always happened when I bless his name. But faith got me standing tall like great Danes. Holy Spirit's in the room. Holy Spirit's in the room. We don't have to light a candle. We don't have to light a candle. Go ahead and let your light shine. Don't let your light shine. And treat the word as a hymn. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kirby Love, CEO, founder of Go Hard For God Daily, and this is the Get Inspired Podcast, where we display the lifestyle of believers. Listen, if you haven't watched episode one, please go and watch that uh, phenomenal. But today, I have not just another guest with me, but this is my brother-in-law. Uh, we have so many conversations off camera, and I'm just excited that we have an opportunity now to bring this thing this conversations that we always have to a live audience, to all of you guys, so you can hear uh, hear his heart, so you can hear uh, a lot of the things that he talks about, that he's passionate about, and I tell him all the time, like, brother, you really have a voice. So today, I want you guys to be introduced to my brother, my brother-in-law, Sam Sperlin. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, I'm glad to be here today. This is a great opportunity. Gotta love my brother. Everybody knows him. He's talented on every side. So I'm just glad to be here today with you all. Man, I'm excited to have this conversation. Oh, yes, sir. What about you? Oh, man. Oh, man, I can't even explain it. It's, <laughs> it's just beyond, you know, I can't even, you know, it just goes way back, man, from when, yeah. when we first started out with walking with God, man. Yeah. And, just, and now here we are now. And just God has done so many things mm -hmm. so far along the line. And, and just the, the sky's the limit to where God's taking us. So. Yeah, man. And I think, like you said, going so far back, uh, we really get the opportunity now to kind of put our life a little bit on display. Yeah. Like, yeah. and this is what it's is, you know, going hard for God is about, and the Get Inspired podcast is putting our life on display and just allowing others to hear the conversation that we have. And I think every time that we have a conversation, I always leave the conversation inspired. Yeah. Or thinking about something, or yeah. like, man, I need to go study that, yeah. or I need to research that, or whatever. So, but in talking in talking about that, the first thing I want to get into is um, the coming to Christ story. There's something that we're going to start adding to every Get Inspired episode is allowing each guest to tell their coming to Christ story. What was your coming to Christ story like? No, that's it's kind of hard to even explain it because. Mm -hmm. I would say in detail, and as, as I always try to explain it, when I came alone in God, you know, I had no knowledge of God. I didn't grow up in church. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up in a, a mindset of, you know, if you believe in God, then you're going to heaven. Yeah. Um, you know, but I always got to a place where I remember, you know, being back in Albany, just sitting on my back porch and kind of thinking to myself that it had to be more to life. Mm. And then God began to open doors for me. I didn't know God's voice, but I know that God was beginning to draw me. And uh, as I, you know, enlisted to join the military, you know, I got in the military. You know, I had more money than I ever had at one time, you know, mm -hmm. on, on a consistent basis. And um, what God began to do was draw me. And I remember riding in the car with no music. Yeah. As I would ride down the street, yeah. just riding down the street, going with no music on, <clears throat> then beginning to just let the word play, mm -hmm. and God was beginning to draw me. And uh, I didn't know at the time, uh, but I remember having uh, sleep paralysis. I know a lot of people have they they differences when it comes to sleep paralysis. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would have them consistently. I mean, like all the time, and 
I remember the only name that I learned was calling on the name of Jesus. Yes. And I didn't know the details of the power or the magnitude of what his name was until mm -hmm. God began to draw me. But it wasn't until, you know, I got deployed to Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Being mindful, I always believed in God, but never lived for God. Yeah. And so uh, I remember uh, I was in Afghanistan. I was trying to learn how to be a good husband and trying to learn how to, to lead by an example. And there was one night when I had this dream. And in this dream, I appeared in a desert mm -hmm. and the ground was cracked and dry. Wow. And I saw this tall, dark shadow on my left-hand side. And on my right-hand side appeared a white, glowing, bright light a chariot horse as it came up and they began to have a discussion between me and I was closer to that dark side mm. so I'm standing close to them and they begin to have this discussion now I couldn't hear the discussion because it just seemed like they didn't allow me to know what was happening it seemed like God just didn't allow me to know the conversation that was taking place in front of me mm -hmm. but I knew in that moment if I would have died I wouldn't have went to heaven wow and I said you know at that moment, I told God, I said, okay, God, I'm going to serve you. Now, I'm in Afghanistan, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, you know, trying to do my best. At that point, you don't have, I didn't have much knowledge of God. So, the only thing I knew was that whatever I'm doing wrong, I'm going to do different now. I'm yeah. going to change my life. So, immediately yeah. when I got back home, my wife knew that there was some differences about me. There were some changes in me. And I didn't know about prayer. You know, I only heard about, you know, the, the way that people pray, you know, commonly when we talk about church. Mm-hmm. But God, every day I would go walking and when I would get frustrated, I would go walking and sometimes I would be walking for like hours at a time. Yeah. But I would just, I would say a few words and the few words would be probably like, God help me. Yeah. And, and the wind would blow in a certain type of direction. Wow. It would feel as if, it would feel as if God was just there and that he would comfort me and I would go back in the house and my attitude would be changed and I would just feel different. But God wasn't done there. Mm -hmm. uh, I met this brother and we began to have, uh, you know, I was a little prideful then, so yeah. I'm still prideful. You know, God was drawing me along. Yeah, I'm still the process. Prideful. Yeah, exactly. And, and and God was drawing me along, but and I heard about another brother who liked to talk about the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was like, uh, I'm gonna see what he know about the Lord. So we started having this conversation. It didn't happen the moment that I first met him, but we started having this conversation. We were talking about God, and it was just an ordained day mm. that God had orchestrated because. As we were seeing that we can feel the presence of God. It was almost like God was there and his angels were there. The authority of God was there. The power of God was there. Yeah. Everything was manifest. Yeah. And uh, we could feel chills all over our arms. We felt everything. Like the wind was shifting. And it was just surreal. Yeah. And, um, and, and we, as we began to talk, well, I knew that he knew way more about God than I knew. Mm -hmm. So I kind of cleaved to him because I was like, man, I want what he got, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, you know, every day I would go down downstairs the way it was and we would just talk. So long story short, we ended up doing a, a Daniel fast. And, mm -hmm. uh, we did a Daniel fast and we did a 21-day Daniel fast. And I took that Daniel fast so serious. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any preservatives, mm -hmm. anything that was that I could think of that I didn't think that was in there according to what the scripture said. I didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. And so at the end of a 21-day Daniel fast, God gave me another dream. And uh, in this dream, it was kind of like a, a, a dragon in a dream. And there was like other people in the dream. And uh, I managed to kind of like get away from the dragon. But there were other people out there that, that needed help, that needed to be rescued. Mm -hmm. And something inside of me was like, go back and help them. But in the dream, I didn't do it at the time. But it's funny how God can speak something to you 
that you didn't necessarily, you don't necessarily, people can't necessarily understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But but you understand because you 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 know what what valley you're walking through at the moment. Yeah. And so, when that took place, what happened was, I was trying to tell him about the dream, and I was talking to him. I was like, bro, I had a dream. And I'm telling him about the dream. He sent across from me just like you sent across from me. Yeah. And he started to uh, kind of like fidget, you know, moving back and forth. Mm-hmm. He said, bro, he said, bro, have you been baptized? And I said to him, I said, no, nah, bro. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I said, that's what I think God want me to do. I think he want me to get baptized. He said, bro, come to my church this Sunday. We'll baptize you. And I said, all right. I said, I ain't got no time to waste. Mm-hmm. And, uh. And so that Saturday call, you know, confirming just to make sure that we wanted to do what we wanted to do. And I said, yeah. So we'll be there on Saturday, mm-hmm. on Sunday. So we got down there on Sunday and, you know, you know, going, whenever you, I did go to church, you know, you would feel the presence of God yeah. at times. But yeah. during that time, just like I said, when you grow up in an environment full of pride, you kind of put this shell over yourself and you don't necessarily let God in to, to help you. Yeah. And I finally yielded to that. And as I yielded to God, I was weeping like a babe. I couldn't stop myself from crying. Mm. And um, I stayed at the altar the entire service, pretty much. And at the end of the service, I got baptized. And, and I was like, okay, well, uh, they gotta, they got to be more to this. So I talked to a good friend of mine, uh, Tim, talked to Tim. And I was like, I was talking to him on the phone. I was like, hey, bro. Yeah. Uh, I was like, tell him about everything. He said, hey, bro. He said, he said the Lord baptized me in the Holy Ghost, man. He said, man, I was speaking in tongues all night long. And I said, man, I want that. Yeah, yeah. And so that that next that next uh, Sunday, I went to church, and uh, you know the Lord was on heavy again, the Spirit of God heavy, just rich. Mm-hmm. And I walked into the church, and then um, you know as praise and worship started going forward, uh, the same brother that invited me, brother Justin, invited me to church. He was like, uh, he said the Lord dealing with this brother. He said somebody lay hands on him, and uh, I walked up to the altar. And I lifted up my hand. I said, thank you, Jesus. And the power of God fell on me. And I just started speaking in tongues. Now, I didn't grow up in church. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have the the the, the theatrics of being in church or seeing mm-hmm. people speak in tongues. Yeah. Or, you know, being fake or phony. I, yeah. You know, not to say that everybody is, but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have that understanding because I didn't grow up in it. Gotcha. Uh, so when I, when I experienced it, it was almost as if the love of God washed through my hard heart and began to cleanse me mm-hmm. in a way that I know. And that love, that that came over me just made me love everybody. My enemies were no longer my enemies. They mm-hmm. were the people that took me to the cross. And so I was excited about that. You know, I was just, you know, I wanted everybody to know about it. And, you know, I had got other stories about that, but I guess we'll start from, you know, uh, as, as you know, as we get another opportunity to, to dig into it even more detail. But after that, we begin to be witnesses about God because I think that's the thing that God empowers us to yeah. be a witness. He said, you know, after that, the Holy Ghost come upon you, you shall receive power to not just have power to just speak in tongues, but to be a witness. Yeah. And so that's what God wanted us to do. And that's what we started doing immediately. We didn't wait at all. Wow. That's that's an amazing testimony, man. I heard so many different things um, in that. And I want to backtrack a little bit from not really knowing God like that. Mm-hmm. It's like... I know there's something, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Now, and there's one thing that you mentioned about the sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. but you knew when you called on the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Was this thing happening before you really just accepted the call, 
or was this something that happened upon you saying, you know what, I know it's something different. I want to start getting getting closer here. Like, what time frame did the sleep paralysis start happening? Was it before you knew God like that, or was it in the pursuit of I know it's something different? I think um, I think it happened before as I began to draw closer to God, mm-hmm. and as I started knowing God because as a battle, the more the moment the, the born again or the drawing phase of you starting to draw closer to God, the enemy is gonna pop up. Absolutely. Because he doesn't want you to get closer to God. Yeah. And so that's the moment I started really seeing my real war. Mm. My war was no longer in the natural, it was the spirit that was beginning to fight me. And everything that was fighting against my family, my generation was mm-hmm. beginning to come against me. Yeah. And I began to hear these witches. You know, when I got baptized the first time, you can ask my wife. And she would hear me, and I, as I'm fighting and wrestling in the night, uh, and I'm these spirits laughing and coming at me, trying to make me give up. Wow! And I, and I said to him, I said, I won't give up. And my, my wife was like, What's wrong with him? But I was going through a phase. See, the, the enemy a lot of times will try to stop you when you start pursuing God, mm. and when you're trying to, when you finally sell out for God, that's when He's going to pop up. That's, mm. But it's not. It's as long as you're comfortable and content in God, yeah. the enemy will stay. He won't. He won't pop his head up. Because you're not breaking chains, you're not trying to, well, not breaking, but destroying those chains that has been up over your life for generations to come. And then for your generation to come after you, then he's starting to say, I'm losing my grip on him. He doesn't want that to happen. Mm. Man, that's a, that's like a sellout moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, so you have the warfare in the pursuit mm-hmm. and you didn't stop. And then you had the dreams. Mm-hmm. And you still didn't stop because now there I, I, I just hearing this timeline seems like there was a draw for you. Like God is like, hey, I'm here. I'm available. And I desire to have the relationship with you. But then there was still a commitment, a decision that you had to make. Yeah, absolutely. Was, was the decision as simple as saying, OK, or was it like. I'm, I really had to dig into this mm-hmm. because eventually throughout the, throughout what you just said, mm-hmm. the people started to come along, mm-hmm. like other relationships started to be built in mm-hmm. the process right. of right. that. Mm-hmm. How important was those relationships in helping you in the process right. of actually coming to Christ? Right. I, that it's, that's one of the greatest things about the kingdom of God, as great as the apostle Paul was. He still had someone to bring him into amongst the fellowship of the brethren and sisters. And so, you know, the Bible tells us to forsake not the assembling ourselves with one another with our brethren. So it's so important, you know, for us to have the brethren in yeah. the Lord in order for us to stay in the church or mm-hmm. stay in God. And so God brought good, strong men and women of God in yeah. my life so that I could be able to stand to this day. You know, mm. uh, nobody gets anywhere alone. That's right, and, uh, and that's that's something that the kingdom operates. The kingdom is a is a is a multitude of people, and the body of Christ is a multitude of people as well. Mm-hmm. That's made up of different members. You know, whether they be the head, the feet, the toes, whatever it may be, but everything has a part in the body. And uh, God allowed me to be able to meet certain people that I needed to meet in order to give me certain things that I needed at a specific time. Yeah, and that's what He does for <clears throat> every one of us. If we would just let Him lead us, it doesn't mean that my trial hasn't. I didn't have trials. And things that I had to fight through mm-hmm. or things that I had to overcome in my own mind. Because the most part, the biggest part about when God brings you out and he deliver you and he sets you free, 
the biggest thing you have to fight against is yourself. Yeah. Because you become your own self and, and you become your own enemy. And that's through the flesh. And, and so I, they, they taught me a lot of things. Uh, one of my good friends, my good brother, he taught me a key method. And he taught me about worship. Mm. I didn't grow up, you know, once again in this. Yeah. So, but he taught me about worship. He told me, because I started having warfare in my mind. You know, that's the biggest warfare that, that's happening right now amongst the Christian body. Not just Christian body, but the whole world. Yeah. And there's a warfare that's coming over the mind. And he taught me one thing. He said, he said bro, get you a speaker. He said, uh, turn your music on. When you start experiencing these thoughts or this warfare, and I started turning my music on, and I began to worship God, and I began to cry out, saying hallelujah, and then the, the presence of God come down, and that freedom began to overcome, yeah. began to come over me, and then I didn't have to worry about it. And then I started adding fasting, because at the time, you really don't know how to pray really, really good. You just yeah, know the yeah, basics. Yeah. You just do what you know how to do. But God God is training you in, in, during those seasons. You know, nobody becomes a sergeant major of the army when they first come in the army. They start off as a PV-1, or if they were already, you know, have some previous experience, they may have, you know, a PLC or, you know, a specialist rank, but that's just how it starts. You have to start somewhere as God progresses you up. We don't start from, we don't start from the top, but we start from the bottom. And God used a lot of people who was higher than me, and that's one of the things that you have to have, that mindset of realizing that. Somebody has something better than you, and it's okay. You know, we're not we're not in competition. We're just all trying to get to heaven. We're all trying to get to glory. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So you was mentioning um, about the PV one and the, the coming up in the rankings and things like that, and I think that flows right into um, the next part where I want to go into because you're in the military, um, in the army, and. I know that there are people, so many different believers out there who do different things. Right. And one of the things that um, this platform allows us to do is to display lifestyles of believers in different areas of the world, in life, whether it be athletes, full-time moms, et cetera, et cetera. With you being um, in the army, in the military, I know for sure, because I'm, I come from military right. and things like that, that that can be a challenging thing for family, mm -hmm. just time management, scheduling, you know, a, a plethora of things, even, even ministry. Right. What has been maybe some challenges or what's the lifestyle like uh, being in the military, whether it be, you know, devotion time, how do, how do you set your schedule right. for devotion, for family, for all of these different things? being in the military day to day and you know having so many different things going on and having late nights when you're having to get home like what's your schedule like what how does how does your lifestyle um as a man of god as a believer as a husband father like what is your lifestyle like how do you manage your schedule and your time with that well i, I think the biggest thing is one you have to be disciplined mm -hmm. uh, and that that's gonna when you don't have when you a lot of times being in the military uh, you're gonna have, you're gonna work more than you actually rest a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So that means you're gonna have to, you know, what you put inside of you is what's gonna be fueling you throughout that day. Uh, so you have to begin to discipline your lifestyle, knowing that certain things are gonna make you sluggish when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to be as as effective as you would be. And so you learn a lot of things along the way. But I think the biggest thing is that. You have to be persuaded that you're going to serve God regardless of what happens. Mm. Uh, persuasion is what's going to going to keep you through whatever is happening in your life. And yeah. always praying, finding time mm -hmm. to pray. 
You know, sometimes you have to get up and it may be 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And if I know that I have to be up early, then I know I need to go to sleep earlier so that I can still have my devotion. I don't make an excuse on why I can't pray or why I can't read. Mm. You have to do those things, those are necessities. For you not to pray is saying that you don't need God in that day. Mm. You need to pray every day of your life, regardless of if you got to fight to do it. You don't, you don't have to force yourself to, to, to eat. You just do it as a normal thing, yeah. as you yeah. always say. But it's just... You know, but but when 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 it comes time to having your devotion to God, if it's just me sitting in a meeting where I'm you know doing you know commanding staff, I may sit down and I may read a, some read some scripture while I'm just sitting there quiet. A lot of times you can have your phone, mm -hmm. so you just have to take advantage of opportunity that you have throughout your day to be able to serve, and then notice. And I'm I'm still learning along the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but but as you you know find yourself around elders, and as we already discussed earlier. Mm -hmm about being around a lot of elders, you know that when you before you go back in the house around your family that you want to begin to pray and say, Lord, every everything that I've come in attack, uh, contact with, Lord God, I cast it down. You know, I come against that. And you begin to put that word into you before you go into your house so that you can begin to add to the house and begin. Because those kids and your wife, they want to begin to rest in you. And you need to be able to have some virtue when you go in that house. So I think the biggest thing is in making sure that you make God a, is a requirement in your life. And if mm -hmm. you make him a requirement in your life, you'll see the fruit of that. You know, if you live hard for God, then living for God will be easy. As I've heard great men of God saying, as is a slogan that's all the way around the Christian body, but you have to live hard for God. And if you live hard, just like, you know, just like the slogan, <laughs> yeah. you live yeah. hard for him, living for him is easy. And that's yeah. just really what it is. And, 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 and that's the biggest thing that I think uh, people feel like, you know, whatever occupation, whatever job you have, you can live for God. God will help you in that process because he knows exactly what you can give. He knows how many opportunities that you have. And according to where you are, he's going to, if you are desiring great things in God, he's going to, he's going to push you to that level. Yeah. But not only that, there's some things that he want to get rid of your, get rid of in your life. And the military, the military has allowed uh, me to learn so many ways of God, especially when you talk about order and discipline. Mm, yeah, it, it is a yeah. key element to understanding the kingdom of God. Yeah, the kingdom of God operates out of discipline and order and structure. You know, you understand that you don't just get, you know, frustrated with your leaders and start saying whatever you want to say. Right, you right. You don't do that. You just, you just, you just be quiet and say, Roger, yes, sir, no, ma'am, or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. You just honor people, and that helps out in the kingdom of God because it's a dictatorship. Yeah, it is what the king has demanded. Based upon what the word of God is already saying. So we understand that when you come into the military, you understand that structure. And uh, it helps you in the kingdom of God because it's, it's no problem for you to come under leadership and to submit to that leadership or to serve a vision. That's not your own vision. You're not coming there with a vision. You're just there to support a vision. And so mm, that's, that's the that's point good. that becomes good. good to, yeah. being, you know, to being in the military. But, you know, boy, you know, as, as you go off, and there's been times where I went to... Um, I went to, you know, Alaska, I mean, not Alaska, but Korea, you know, I, I just like I mentioned about going to Afghanistan, when you go different places and being away from your family, you experience, um, you experience times where it's different, but you still have to adjust mm. and know that God will never leave you nor forsake you no matter what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think one of the key things that you said that like between going to Afghanistan and Korea and Alaska and all these different places. One of the very first things that you mentioned was, I don't make an excuse. Mm -hmm. Like, it has to be something that you do. If, you, if you're going to call yourself a man of God, woman of God, believer, then you don't make an excuse why you don't have time to pray. Right. So, I, I, and, I, and I, I love that. And also the point about 
it has to become your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because the things that is your lifestyle, you don't have to think about doing. Right, right. Like you said, right. you don't like eating is a part of your day to day yeah, lifestyle. Right, right. So you know, at a certain time of the day, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get yeah. me some food, yeah. whether it be breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, whatever right. the case may be. You know that you're going to eat because that's a part of your day to day right. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Same way with being a parent. Once you have that child, <laughs> you know, yeah. for, for a lot of us, yeah. once you have that child, you don't think about, Am I gonna be dad today? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, yeah. no, you dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think the same thing applies to, uh, like you said, with just not making excuses. Like this is something that you do every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, I make time, and as you're talking about, basically making time, like creating a schedule, order, discipline, everything the military is about is actually like principles of God. Yeah, like how important. Or sacrifices. How many times have you found yourself really having to make sacrifices? Whether it be time, because sometimes, again, having a military background, I know sometimes there are 5.30 mornings mm -hmm. where you have to be there at 5.30, right. which means you get up at 4.30 right. a.m., right. <laughs> you work 5.30, but then you don't get home to 7.30. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the sacrifices that you've had to make, whether it be for time or whatever, you know, if the, if the clock is just... Yeah. One thing after another, one thing after right. another. What are your sacrifices that you make during those times? Well, you know, just like I mentioned earlier, uh, it's kind of like when you, just like if I know ahead of time that I got to get up early, mm -hmm. one of the things that I try to do is I try to get up even earlier. Even earlier. To try to make that point to get the word in me. And there's been times, just to be honest, that, you know, I've overslept. I've slept too long. Yeah. I oversleep to go to work, but I slept too long to get up and get my devotion, but I didn't. But you know, God understand that part, mm -hmm. and so when you when you find yourself in that, you just begin to get that word right where you at. It's, it's so many times where we have moments in the military where you're not doing anything. Yeah, and you can just take that moment to start reading your word and just you know get up, get along to just go to the restroom and just start saying, "Lord, I thank you for you just allowing me to have an mm. opportunity, Father. You know I need you. Yeah, I know that you're here right now, Lord. Forgive me for not getting up this morning, but yeah. you know I need you today. I need you to order my step." Because you're going to need him throughout the day. That's going to be people coming at you with attitudes and everything that they're dealing with in their lives. And you need to be able to still be a light. Mm. And it's hard to be a light if you're not connected to the vine. Mm. You know, as we being the branches, we have to be able to be connected to him so that when people need to be lit up in their life, we have something to give them. But if we're not connected to the source, it's going to be hard for us to give light. We're going to be too drained out. So it's mm. important to stay connected. And I think as we learn how to live for God, uh, and, and, and that's a process, but it's good to have people around you or people who can mentor you and tell you, you know, be, and be honest with you and correct you and you not get so upset with them that you, you're no longer friends with them. So Yeah, that's good. I mean, it goes back to, again, not making an excuse. Right. Like you have no excuse. Right, right, right. And I, I mean, I've, I've seen um, some brothers that I know literally, man, just don't make an excuse about going hard for God. Right, right. I'm talking about have a whole family, evangelizing one right, hour, right. at work another hour, right. and back evangelizing and preaching the gospel. Like right. it's just it's a constant thing. But he's made that right. his lifestyle. That's what he do, right. and I think that's so important for all of us um, is to not make excuses right. and let 
getting the word in or worshiping, like taking advantage of the opportunities, which is another thing that you said. Taking advantage of those opportunities. Everyone, every minute, every moment that you get, because you always need God throughout the day. So whatever the time presents itself, whenever the opportunity presents itself, then I get praise, I get worship, I get thanksgiving, I get prayer, whatever the case may be, so that I can receive what I need in that time. So in, in being in the military and dealing with different people, because you just mentioned that one thing, I want to kind of get a little bit in that. Mm-hmm. In coming to Christ and now, you know, been growing um, as a believer, have you found the military as like, okay, God has placed me here as a purpose thing mm-hmm. for growth development? Or what has it been like even just dealing with people on a day-to-day basis? Like, do you feel like you've developed more patience? Mm-hmm. Because you deal with so many different personalities. Sure. Like, a lot of personalities. You got people coming from all across yeah. the world that you're meeting at different times. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how much um, has it helped you in your growth and development? Yeah, It's expanded my perspective. Uh, because the military has different people yeah. that are, you know, just like you mentioned, from all over the world. You know, you got people that join the military, and you get to get involved in lives uh, outside of where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And so, if you, you know, you're from South Georgia, from Albany, Georgia, from where we're from, you know, it, when we grew up, it was predominantly African American. Mm-hmm. And so, when you go into the military, you got a whole bunch of different you know, races and different backgrounds and people have different belief systems and you have to learn to be around them and not only be around them, but you have to learn to love them and actually learn from them because they all have good qualities. You know, I was also privileged to be in Korea where I was around a lot of different, um, you know, backgrounds and where, you know, people, they were from, you know, Egypt and they were from, you know, India, you know, they were from all different parts of the world, but you learn that God's kingdom is a lot bigger than what we see it as mm. just in our backyard. <clears throat> backyard. And so uh, you learn resilience too because there are people who know you're a Christian that's going to try you just because they know you are a Christian. Yeah. yeah. And so at that, you know, you're being tried. And I believe that being in the military has, I, I being in the military has trained me, just like you asked, it has trained me to be a more stronger Christian today. But not only that has it has it trained me, but it's also I understand that anywhere God sent me that I'm on assignment. Mm, so that I'm on assignment not just to be a soldier, but I'm in his I'm in the, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord first. Mm. So his kingdom is always the thing that I'm thinking toward. And so when you know you're walking in purpose, so when, the moment we get saved, we're walking in purpose. God has a plan for us. So every time we go in a job, we are to shine the light of God. There. Yes. And so Absolutely. that's what's going to begin to make people want to come to God. Yeah. Revealing the love. It ain't always you preaching to them, but it is preaching when you can. I know a lot of times people may say, you know, uh, and your life will testify. It, it will sometimes. But I know and believe that there are people who got good personalities that are not Christians. Yes. So sometimes when the Lord allows it, you got to open up your mouth and give people the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. For that is the only thing that will save them. And so... Uh, God has allowed me to be in different areas to be able to be a witness. And he's also provided areas where I can go to to finally find rest, to now be able to build myself back up so that mm-hmm. I can go and do the work again. So God 
he's in this, you know, just like I said, you know, God started working us and he's going to establish it. Yeah. He's not going to leave us nor forsake us in the process. He didn't start a work that he couldn't finish. Mm. His hand is not lack or short where he can't do what he started on our life. So we just have to trust that and know that wherever we're going and whatever we're going through, God's going to carry us through. Yes. You know, um, and that's just, that's just the kingdom of mindset, I would say. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I like what you said in that about just knowing your assignment. Mm. Like wherever, wherever you go, I'm on assignment. Um, a lot of times, whenever we're going through different seasons or phases of our life, I think, and, you, and this is something that uh, you, you talked to me about, mm -hmm. about finding God and everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think we have oftentimes a problem with yeah. finding God in the yeah. middle of different situations. And when, when you have that problem, it's hard to identify certain things as assignments. Right. Sometimes we feel like it's a punishment. Right, right. It's like, well, this this can't be my assignment. Not here. Right. <laughs> Not this. Yeah, right, you know, right. even if it's people, like, no, yeah, God, yeah, I, I don't yeah, want like yeah, yeah. you. This this what you give this is what you give me to deal right. with. You know, so um, I I love that um, about knowing that wherever I go, I'm on assignment yeah. because what that does is. It puts you now in the mindset, and I'm a, I'm a perspective type of person, so whenever I hear different things, I like to look at all the perspectives. Right. So when you're looking at being on an assignment, the perspective, especially assignment from God, the perspective of that should now change from you just going and doing something or you just being in a place to you now understanding the position and the place that you're in and the purpose that you're in that place. Right. And that particular, you know, assignment that God has placed you in. So now that means that you have to be intentional right. yeah, in that place. Right. Exactly. Like you can't just be there yeah. and be like, God, I'm just waiting till you yeah. speak to me. Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But right. when you when you have that mindset versus I'm on assignment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm here. I'm going to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna keep moving, right, right. and whatever's next, I deal with it when next comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love that um, that that mindset of knowing wherever I go, I'm on assignment right. because yeah. now you're in a position to be intentional with everything that you do. Yeah. So in 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 thinking about and talking about being on assignment um, again throughout a lot of the conversation that we had, and I've told you this before, like, man, you have a powerful voice and a lot of things you talk about when you talk about the word, when you talk about the gospel, when you talk about, you know, everything, I'd be like, <laughs> like, no. like, man, man. So, and, and, and I know yeah. it's a humbling thing, yeah, yeah, sure. but you know, I, I get honor and credit where credit is due. But, and I know that comes with, with study time mm -hmm. and time that you spend with the Lord and riding and things like that. Like, um, what are some things today that you feel like may be hindering a lot of the relationship or the time that we can have with God? Oh, man. So this is like one of my favorite, favorite, I want to say favorite topics, but this is like, I would say one of my burdens in life. Um, we're so distracted in this generation. We got social media, uh, we got jobs, uh, just, you know, so many things that's just coming our way that is trying to take our focus off the kingdom of God and what's at stake, you know. Um, there's so many people right now that are dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety, 
uh, you know, dealing with so many stresses of life and a mm. lot of this stuff is happening because of what they're feeding themselves. Yeah. You know, what you feed yourself is what's going to manifest in your mm. life. Yeah. And there's a lot of things, a, spirit, a lot of spiritual stuff that, that the enemy is strategically shooting at us. But we're, we have our shield down and our, and our, and our armor down. Mm -hmm. So we're being hit so hard when we have the keys of the kingdom. But we have to begin to fight in the area where we have the authority. In. And our authority don't necessarily come in the natural, it comes in the spirit where we can begin to pray. I think more than ever we need to be praying. You know, there's a, there's a dying generation out here that don't even know God. You know, I, I've listened to, I talked to a, a young, young brother, two young brothers, and my wife asked them, they got shot. And they said to her, uh, she asked them, she said, what were you all thinking? When you got shot. Mm. And one of them was like, uh, he was like, oh man, I think I'm going to die. And the other one was like, man, uh, he shot me. He was just upset that he got shot. But not one of them even thought about calling on the name of Jesus. Wow. So we, we you know, we come from a gap of people who didn't have a knowledge of God, which mm -hmm. is coming from my generation, yeah. to a generation that don't even know the name of Jesus. Mm. But because of what? Distraction. But you see them, they always got their phone in their hand. Yeah. They got social media. They're living their life through their phone. Yeah. And so when it comes to day-to-day -day activities with people, they don't know how to react. When they get frustrated, they just want to fight or get upset or they don't feel like nobody loves them. They feel rejected. But one thing we have to realize is that we need one another. Yes. And so a lot of stuff that's happened, we have the pandemic that took place with COVID-19. And what it did was that it caused a lot of people to get so fearful that they stop coming around people even now it's hard if you look in the church now many people have still not come back to church after right. COVID-19 because yeah. of fear but we cannot allow that fear to overtake us because this is not the first time that this has happened that's right because over the time of history ain't nothing new in the sun as we know but over the time of history this this there's a there's been several diseases but the kingdom of God, there shall be no end. Mm. So we should never let these things stop us from moving forward because yeah. we still got to build. As long as the enemy is fighting and trying to drag souls down, we got to have a burden for the person that was just like us. See, I thank God because I remember who I was. Mm. And, I, and as I think about this, I remember that people counted me as a person that would be dead or in jail. But God had his mind on me. Yeah. And when, when he had his mind on me, I believe somebody began to pray for me. And as they began to pray for me, God began to deal with my heart. That hard heart that everybody saw as a guy who had an anger problem, God said, I can soften his heart. Yeah. I, know what he, I know what his real problem is. A lot of times we can see people issue, mm. but we don't necessarily see their problem. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times you don't know what they went through to make their heart the way that they are, but we got to learn how to love people. And a lot of times in order to love people, we have to, we have to get before the cross. See, see, a lot of times when Jesus began to speak about certain things, he tells us, he said, if you don't get the log out of your own eye, you can't get the speck out of your that's right brother out. yeah yeah and the reason that is because you'll be more gentle when you're trying to get the speck out of your brother eye if you learn how to get the log out of your yeah and you know why because you realize how difficult it really is when you're really bound by something it's difficult and, and you don't need nobody telling me you need to just live right you know and that may sound <laughs> yeah, right yeah, you, you, I got that you. may sound right mm -hmm. but but it, but it may not when a person is bound they need they need they need to be counseled out of this thing. They need to know some direction or they need the power of God to come up over them yeah. to, to free them from them demons that's been up over their life that's been oppressing them for years and years and years. 
but it's been silent. And the only way we'll be able to know how to operate those things is if we get in the spirit. See, a lot of time we're looking at this thing at face value. This is not a face value thing. Mm -hmm. What we see naturally is a manifestation that, of what's already happening in the spirit. Yep. So we need to get in the spirit so that we can begin to fight, fight. and war for our brothers and our sisters in the Lord or people who didn't who not saved or people who were in the church and no longer in the church because something has deceived them. We're in a time of deception. Yes. The Bible says Satan who deceived the whole world. Mm -hmm. and he ain't just deceived a few, he, he deceived a lot. Yeah. So we're in a time of deception. People are confused. They're looking far and near to hear a word from God. But see, God is here. He's knocking at your door. He said, if any man hear me, let him come, let me come in and I'm going to suck with you. God want to talk to you and he want to talk to every one of us. He said, no longer will I write on the tables of stone. He said, but I'm going to write on the tables of your heart. That's and right. so in other words, God want to speak to you himself. But see, people are being lazy and they don't want to go seek God for themselves. They don't yeah. want to fast. Yeah. They don't want to pray. They want somebody else to preach them out of it. But see, God said, no, I don't want you to be lazy. Yeah. Don't be no wicked servant. He said, be a servant that, that what I give you, you multiply it. Yeah. So if God give you a little prayer life, you start fighting, you start learning, you start reading about prayer so you can get a bigger prayer life. The whole goal of it all is to get closer to him. Just like he said, if you draw now to him, he'll draw now to you. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to keep in our mindset with God. People are, we're just distracted. Yeah. We got to put them distractions away. God dealt with us a few days ago. And it's not just, depending on where you are in your walk in God, in this last day hour, you're going to have to begin to get rid of a lot more things that ain't even sin. Mm. So a lot of times people, we get caught up in thinking about sin, yeah. not thinking about sin as you begin to go on this straight and narrow path. Mm. There's certain things that are weight, that are weights, that are, that are hold you down from fulfilling the call of God. Yeah. See, it's, it's beyond the point of just being saved, but you got to fulfill the calling of God. And fulfilling the calling of God requires you to begin to walk on a path that's more narrow than a normal person would walk on so that you understand that if I'm, while I'm walking on this tightrope, that it requires a level of faith that mm. I can't necessarily see, but I know that he's working it so that I'm living this lifestyle so that other people who are watching me can begin to glean from what I, from, from how I'm living my life. So yes, yeah. everything I'm doing is strategic. Mm. And that's, you know, the, the whole the whole thing is if, if people can really tap into what God want to use them for. We're not we're not uh, trying to complicate nobody. We don't need to. Yeah. The, the, see, we, we just need to be who God wants us to be. That's it. If we could just be the best that we that God created created us to be, then we'll tear down hell. Mm. And that's the goal. I'm trying to snatch somebody out of hell. I'm trying to snatch somebody, if it was so, yeah. I'm trying to snatch them out of the fire yeah. to let them know that Jesus has a plan for their life and he's not willing that any man should suffer, mm -hmm. but that all should come to repentance. And that's the, that's, that's the goal of the, of the Christian body is to have the burden of the Father. And so if we could just be, uh, if we can just get away from the distraction, turn off our TVs and, uh, and, 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 and doing our lunch break while we're at work, crack open our Bible and begin yeah. to draw closer. You know, have a prayer meeting with your brothers and sisters in the house. You know, going from house to house, that's where revival took place in the book of Acts. They they went from house to house. They wasn't just, it just wasn't the church. They, they you know, and, and that later on came about. But, but what we need to do is start having a, a revival in our houses praying from house to house and yeah. getting our housings in order, you know, making sure our children are in gravity and not walking in, in, in so much excess of flesh mm. that we cannot even do what we was what we were called to do. Yeah. Man. Wow, man. I I, I like to say, uh to to speak a little bit to what you were saying and I and I want to go even deeper into this. Mm. 
one of the things I like to say is the best version of you is the one that God created. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The best version of you is the one that God created because in, in everything that you just said, man, is so true because we're social media has hijacked a lot of people's mm-hmm. identity. Yeah, yeah. So because they're able to see, they're not guarding the eye gates the yeah. way that they're supposed to guard yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Because they're able to see certain things, they that is what they consume. Right, right. So speak because you mentioned this a little bit early in the conversation about consuming right, what right. you're intaking, whether right. it be the word, whether it be worship, because you consume so much of social media and the things that you see right. that's not healthy for you, mm-hmm. then you start to become something else. Right. You start to become another person. You right. start to become a whole nother identity mm-hmm. because that's what you're consuming. All of these different identities. And now you're trying to decide which one am I? Right. Which, which then you put yourself in a place to be in, com- in competition right. with all of these people right. in the social media world. Right. Right. And you can only be one. Right, right. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can only be one mm-hmm. at a time. But what happens is when you try to be a multitude of people, and I'm not, and I'm not encouraging nobody to be anybody else. Right. The best version of you mm-hmm. is the one that God created. Right. But through social media influence, you're now trying to become... 20,000 different people right. mm-hmm. and now you have forsaken your identity right. you have forsaken your process mm-hmm. you have forsaken mm-hmm. the 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 part of God dealing with you right. so that you can become something completely different mm-hmm. and through this I feel like there are a lot of people now even who have who have went away from God mm-hmm. because now they're trying to find their own way right. yeah. which is now leading into more crystals yeah. more bracelets mm-hmm. more rings yeah. more beads more more this more right. this more this more this mm-hmm. to the point where they're just like listen we free out here yeah. we do whatever we want to do we be whoever we want to be and so forth speak to that generation that era of where we at right now yeah. So the generation of where we are right now is if, if you look, if you read the book of Judges, the, the book of Judges shows us that a people that did what was right in their own heart. They did what they, whatever they imagined in their own mind, they did it. And so we have a, a lawless generation that, that uh, have forsaken the law of God. Mm-hmm. And so when you forsake the law of God, what begins to happen is you get further and further away from truth and you begin to build your own doctrine toward mm. what is right. And so we need to go back to the law of God. We need to go back and find out what the Lord says about certain things in life. You know, we have to understand that we can, we can get in everything that we need from Christ. He's everything. He's the great I am. That's where we can turn to to get everything that we need. And so what's happening is we're turning to certain things because we believe that um, that, 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 that Christianity doesn't work. And the reason we believe that is because we're trying to we're trying to serve God being on two sides. Mm-hmm. And you can't be lukewarm. You gotta be in or you're gonna be out. Yeah. God's not gonna give you his best if you're gonna give him just a sacrifice uh, that's that's lame. Yeah. You gotta yeah. give him a pure sacrifice. Yeah. So you give him a pure sacrifice, he'll give you he'll give you what's 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 doing to do. you. That's right. And so but but a lot of times we wanna give God half halfway. And I've learned this in my own life. Mm-hmm. I've learned that you can't give God just a little bit of you. You gotta give him everything. He knows exactly what you can give. And if there's certain things that certain things that you know that are sin in your life that you don't want to give up, guess what? That's gonna be the one thing that stops you from fulfilling or seeing God in a great way. And I think that's why a lot of people have uh, forsaken the way of God. Now that's not all of them, yeah, but some yeah. of them, 
Some of them may have got in church hurt and may have yeah. got offended. But let me tell you, you got to take it to the cross. Yeah. You know, one thing we learn in life, there's nothing is fair. Yeah. You know, people are going to say things to offend you. But it, that's just a, that's just a part of, of living. We're going to all go through things. You can either go through things without Christ or you can go through things with Christ. Mm. And that's just the, that's just a thing about life. We That's how it happens. You, you, you cannot just allow yourself to go through a trial or say, you know, don't people lay right, you know. It's, it's just, it just gets you to a place where you you begin to get bitter. And I think mm -hmm. that's what happens to people uh, nowadays, that many are getting bitter and they're turning away from the truth of the truth. But let me tell you, even in your dark place right now, as, as we begin to talk about this, God can bring you out. If you would just, if you, if we, we, read, we listen to this common scripture that we, we talk about out of Second Chronicles 7. And we talk about if my people who are called by my name. We talk about this scripture. And it, it is a true thing. And, and sometimes you have to do that for yourself. You know, you being God's people, you know, you realize at a certain point I went away and I just don't feel the way that I used to feel in God. I need to, I need to get myself away from everything. And I need to, I need to humble myself. And a lot of ways that we humble ourselves, we come before the Lord and, and fasting. But listen, we don't go, we don't fast to say that, every, let everybody know that we're fasting, but we do it in a, a mindset in a mentality that we're trying to humble ourselves. Our flesh has gotten so strong that we can't even trust ourselves. Sometimes mm. if, if you're in uh, sexual sins, a lot of times your flesh will begin to allow you to go against God over and over again. So you have to crucify your flesh in order to be able to fulfill the, the calling of God or begin to be able to live the way that God said you could live. Yeah. God wouldn't tell us to live holy if we couldn't live holy. Mm, that's but good. He, if he, he gave you the Holy Spirit, he gave us the Holy Spirit so that we could live holy. And so, in other words, if God has downloaded, downloaded himself into you, you can't tell me you can't live holy. Mm. And what it really means is that you're not yielding. And as God, God, God will talk to us about his thing. I'm, I'm not no um, somebody that's beyond some, somebody, but I'm a person that when God touched my heart, I said, God, I'm going to serve you. And I meant that even to this day. And I'm going to die serving him. I'm going to die fighting for, to live for God. And that's what we have to have in that mindset. We're not going to let anything distract us. It, it, and I say this, and I know my wife loved the Lord, you know, and I know you love the Lord, but we have to, we have to live a lifestyle knowing that if nobody else is going to live for God, I'm going to live for him. And if, 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 if whatever is going on in world in the world, I'm going to still live for God. God yeah. is always going to have a remnant. Yeah. In the time of Noah, when everybody was going off and doing everything, God still had a remnant. It was only eight souls, and that's why we have to be careful in our salvation. Only eight souls were saved. Eight. Come on now. Mm. Ain't, no, ain't no telling how many was there, but all I'm, all I'm saying is that it was only eight souls that were saying. Mm. So we have to live a straight and narrow lifestyle in yeah. God, knowing that you know other people may fall off, but I'm going to get my life in line with God and realize what he's done for me and think about the things that God has done for me. That's a, uh, And another thing can be is that we, we, we're unthankful. Mm. Unthankfulness a lot of times can, can cause us to, to overlook what God has done in our life. And when he's when we have overlooked the thing that God has done, we can no longer see what He's doing. Hmm. It blinds us, and wow. so as we begin to get blinded, we we start getting upset with God. The same thing the children of Israel did. Yeah. When when God began to feed them manna from heaven, mm -hmm. begin to download the manna from heaven, they got tired of the manna and uh -huh. they started saying, "Let me get back where we got in Egypt." They wanted yeah. to, to go back and eat the fish. But see, but, but God wants you to be grateful. And as you're grateful in God, you can begin to see beyond what you're at and know that God's going to bring you to the place, the promised land, the place of the milk and honey. Mm. And we're laboring in this life so that we can have eternal life. 
where we understand that we got to have that mindset. We got to lay hold on eternal life. <clears throat> That's our ultimate goal. And I think a lot of times we, we've gotten distracted. We forgot about what salvation is about. God do want to bless your life to have finances. But but not everybody who's saved is going to be uh, financially rich. That's right. You can, you can be saved without having a whole lot of money. That's just a part of what it is. And that's just how we have to live our life knowing that this is a part of the kingdom. Man, everything that you just said and talked about was amazing. Uh, I want to pull back a little bit because you mentioned something that I, that I think sometimes it can be overlooked. But I think we may be somewhat experiencing some of the same thing the children of Israel experienced in. Like, at what place do you have to be in to experience the manna but still want to go back to Egypt? You know what, to, to, you know, to be experienced in the manner and still want to go back to Egypt, I think um, when you really look at it, it's just you walking in your flesh. Mm. Um, in reality of it all, and that, that's how it is, we, we now have the Spirit of God coming inside of us. Jesus is the manna come from heaven. He is the bread of life. We have him, but yet we still find ourselves trying to go back into the world. Mm. and experience those things that we used to experience and that's because of our our direction we mentioned that already how our direction our focus is not just directed upon god but when we learn that we have to direct our focus toward god and we have to learn that that that's going to always be a pull toward us from the world but if we we can we can silence that voice of the of of, of our past life by looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And the world behind us, not saying that it still won't uh, have some tendencies because we're in the flesh, but, but, we're, but we're not of this world, you know, especially when we have that born-again experience. You're no longer of this world. You, you, you've been born again. You know, God, has, God has, has given you this new heart. He's given you this new mindset that, that now you want to live for him. And I think we have to guard that. Mm -hmm. uh, so often is we you know we go to church and we get we hear a good word and we so excited thank you Jesus hallelujah <laughs> we come out of there and we, yep. we, we're excited but then we go home and we haven't gotten rid of things in yeah. our house that's pulling us back back into the world back mm -hmm. into Egypt to cause us to walk in bondage again see sometimes we pull ourselves back into Egypt by trying to remember the things that we used to do sometimes I, I me personally I don't like when people try to bring up my past all the time yeah. and say, yeah. oh, I remember when you used to be do this and do that. Listen, look, look yeah. I'm done with Egypt. Like, that's right. I'm out that's of Egypt right. Now, and I'm I'm in the land where where I'm trying to go, I'm trying to get to the land flowing with milk and honey. That's right. And so and that's what my focus is and I think that's what we have to have our mindset on is just looking to God and saying, God, okay, today is a day that you have given me and I'm gonna utilize this day to begin to be effective as a kingdom citizen who do you want me to be a witness to? And sometimes God just wants you to be a, some, a love and support to him. He don't want you to say that to him. He, he just wants you to be somebody that say, hey, you're going to be all right. Just keep on, yeah. just keep on, keep on praying. Keep believing God. Or sometimes he wants you to just be a blessing to someone, to buy, buy him something or, and not, you know, not put it on Facebook and say, hey, I got somebody. I bought, look, I just bought somebody something. No, you don't do that. That's not, that's not a principle of the kingdom of God. We don't give to be to be seen, but we give and not letting our left hand know or our right, right hand know. That's what, right. What, what we have given, we, yes. we give in a discreet manner where yes. we don't let people know what we've given. We don't even let people know 
unless we're talking about giving and we're just encouraging one another about giving. That's the only time. And we don't even tell who we gave it to. We just mm. talk about it in a matter where, hey, man, that's encouraging. You know what? I'm going to do that as well. I feel like Let that's something so. that I need to add yeah. to my life. But we don't do it to boast about it and say, yeah, I, you know, I got like it. No, that's not that's not a kingdom, kingdom mindset. We walk in humility. We love one another. We exhort one another higher than ourselves. That's the way that we have, but we got to get the word embedded in our hearts. Yeah. And that means that you got to sleep to that word. You got to rise to that word. And if you really struggle in your mind to think clear, especially if you, you got a lot of lustful thoughts in your mind, you got you to gotta be, you got to wash your mind. You got to renew your mind. A lot of times people get saved and they start want to live for God, but they don't renew their mindset. And so they're trying to live for God, but their old mindset is still there. That was wrong with the children of Israel. Mm. They still had the same the mindset. mindset. Yeah. They didn't renew their mind. God was trying to get, he, he brought them to a new place, but they had the same mindset. Yeah. And so we have to renew our mind, wash ourselves in the water of the word. Just allow them scriptures to, to flood out yeah. everything that's impure in our life. That, yeah. That's not right. That that causes us to, to be an offense to God. And, and, and that takes time, but, but if you can be if you can be serious about God and you can get up in the morning and you can just take your time with the word, sit down and say, God, I want you to open up your word to me so that I may understand it. And I don't care. You don't have to have no great level of understanding. Or you don't have to have no PhD, none of that stuff for God to speak to you. God can speak to your spirit to make you understand. He'll meet you just where you are. Yes. He want to he want to speak he want to pour into your spirit man so that you begin to understand him. You'll know him. You'll know him. See, that's the whole thing. We want to know him in the fellowship of our suffering in Christ. We want to begin to know him. And the way we begin to know him is as we begin to put this word in us and we begin to do the word, not just being a hearer of the word, but become a doer of the that's word. That's right. And, and and that's that's what, you know, the, the children of Israel still have that mindset. They have that mind got to be renewed. And I think that's what that's what need to happen for a, a, a multitude of believers that we got to wash our mind in the word of God. We got to become, let that word wash us and become one with the word. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's a, um, a key thing for all of us uh, right now mm -hmm. is for our mind to constantly be, be renewed daily. Right, right. Like, <laughs> I, I think right. it's, a, it's a daily thing that we, we need to do. And one of the things that um, God has dealt with me about here recently and speaking about mindset and choosing the things that you consume and like you said whether you're going to sleep listening to the word and rising with the word and things like that is every every time and I think I mentioned this to you before every time I get on social media it's like everything that I do I can hear like the whisper you got the power to choose mm -hmm. right. Right. like you get to choose right. Right. you get to choose and even that right there it's, it's like the small things that God would do to convict you or bring you to a place of always remembering that I want the best for you. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I desire this for you. I don't desire for you to be entertaining that. Mm -hmm. But you have the power to choose right, right. what you're going to consume, right. what you're going to fill your spirit with, what you're going to allow to uh, become a part of you right. because that's what you do whenever you start consuming different things then you allow that to become a part of you mm -hmm. and the more of whatever it is that you allow to become a part of you is the more of it that you become right 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 <laughs> so uh every day man so if, if i could share one thing with, with you guys man is every every time you're engaging in everything you have the power to choose right. like that's a word in itself now Getting rid of things, you mentioned about getting rid of things, and we talked about, you know, the beads and 
you know, there there are people who are dabbling in this stuff. Right. What is the conversation uh, or the words that you communicate to this group of people who are dabbling with the beads that feel like, well, I don't need to get rid of this. Yeah. Like, I know, I know I used to do it, but I'm just going to leave it over here. Yeah. Like, what is the conversation to those you people? Know, what I would say first is that uh, I would ask them, first and foremost, is this bringing any more liberty to their life than they had when they were with Christ? And, and I think a lot of times when people do have Christ, they may have a form of godliness for one to start off with. But for those people who have those beads and all those different things is that none of that stuff will bring you to a life of freedom, to a life where you feel whole or feel complete. See, the thing about Jesus is that he give, He make you whole. You know, many times in the Bible we see Jesus and, you know, he would He would heal somebody who was leprous. And then if, if you recall, there was, there was, I think it was uh, 10, leper, uh, 10 leprous men and, 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 and Jesus healed, all, healed them all and they... And then he said, go, go show yourself to the priest. And then when he when when one of them came back, and he said, well, the other nine. But mm. when he came to him, he said, he said he made them whole at that time. Mm -hmm. See, sometimes we've gotten a touch from God. But sometimes you may have came, you may have went to God one time, but you need to go back again so God can make you whole. Mm. See, 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 God. A lot of times, see, <laughs> you, you, can, you can miss them sometimes. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you, can, you can miss the perspective. That's you got to go back to them again. Let, them, let, let me try you out. He said, try me. See if mm -hmm. I won't pour you out a blessing that you will have room enough to receive. See, Jesus is the blessing. Yeah. And it, man, he's the fullness. And so we can have him if we would just come to him with a humble approach. Yeah. Lord, I approach you in a manner that you being king and Lord. I realize I'm in need of you. And I'm thankful for what you've done for me. And I want to know you better. I realize that I went astray, but I believe that you are God and you can do anything and that you can deliver me. You can set me free. And I believe you died for me. Mm -hmm. And so when we go back to him, we realize that we can have that freedom in God that we really desire. I think a lot of people go off and they get in bees and because they desire certain things. Mm -hmm. But I will say this to everyone who's out there. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things shall be added unto you. You may be looking around in the world trying to find certain things that, that you, you think need to fulfill your desire. You don't need money as much as you need Jesus. I'm going to tell you if, you, if you get Jesus, God will bless your life with some finances. He'll give you all your needs, all the things that you need. Now, and I'm not saying that you're going to be the most richest man in the world because we all know that these, these uh, things that's in this life is going to perish one day. Right. Uh, we look at people nowadays and I listen to people talk about retirement from retirement to disability to to uh, Social Security. And then at the end of Social Security, after about five years later, they're dead. Mm. And I'm not saying it in a cruel way, but that's just something to get your son in mind. Yeah. You only got about 70 to 80 years on this lifespan. Yeah. As a word of word talk about, and I believe it's in the book of uh, Psalms. It talk about you only having this amount of days on this earth, so that means that your days are numbered, and you don't, you may not even have those many days. So you need to spend more time preparing for the life that's above. We're gonna be able to get a new body, a glorified body. Mm -hmm. So if we make a sacrifice in this body, God's gonna give us a new suit to wear when we get up there. Yeah. And that suit right there ain't gonna have no blemishes on it. We're gonna be able to dance, and we ain't gonna get tired, and we're yeah, gonna yeah. be able to move around, <laughs> and we're gonna be able to enjoy one another. And and, and the sun ain't gonna never go down because Jesus is gonna be the sun. He gonna be the light there, yeah. you know, and that's what we want to labor for. And we do know that uh, that we labor to enter into the kingdom of God. But I think if 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 you went astray in God, you just have to realize that God loves you. Yes, he really do love you. Like He He has a plan for your life. 
and, and, and he understands where you were, but he he can bring you out of there. He can he can deliver you. But I'm, I would tell you now, those bracelets, those charms, none of those things are going to bring you the blessings that you can get in Jesus. I, I would just say, just get rid of it. If you read through the word of God, it's, it's, it is contrary to his word. So if you if you want to look at that, you can see that the word of God is, is against it. And if you if you don't believe me, you can just read through the word of God. And I'm not I'm not here to condemn you because, you know, you, you're in the dispensation where God has given us grace to get saved. Yeah. At the end of this world, every man going to be judged according to what he's done in his body. That's what the word says. So uh, I, I'm not here to judge nobody. I'm not here to condemn them. But I am here to tell you the truth. Yeah. Because it's only the truth that's going to make you free. That's right. And so at the end of the day is. Those those charms, those bracelets, you you looking into spirits, your, your ancestors. I'm gonna tell you right now, those people who are talking about they they're talking to the ancestors. Those are not your ancestors. Those are demons, and we can talk about that on a whole other a whole other podcast. Man, <laughs> but, but, but we can talk about that on a whole other podcast. <laughs> those, those are demons. You know, those are disembodied spirits. Demons yeah. are disembodied yeah. spirits that can still speak. In that spirit realm, if you open yourself up to hear from them, they can still speak, but they want your body to live in. They want your vessel to, to inhabit so that they can do what they would like to do in this life. So I would encourage you, you know, seek God for yourself. Ask yeah. him. And God will give you an answer. You don't have to just hear it from me, but seek him for yourself and humble yourself and say, God, if, if this is really you, you know, reveal yourself to me. You know? Absolutely. But, but have a, a mindset of humility in that process. Absolutely. And, and God will meet you exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, I hear a lot of times people say, well, I'm, I'm waiting until I get myself together. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm waiting until I get myself together. And I always like to say, you don't get you together. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you don't get you together. It's Christ who gets you together. So you have to be willing to just surrender exactly where you are. Right. No matter what you look like, no matter what the place or the position that you're in, you have to be willing to submit in that place. Now, we, we got... We got into the the, de the demonic side just a little bit, yeah, yeah. and I ain't scared of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. so, let's let's go there. Let's go there for a minute. Yeah. Let's Absolutely. go into the demonic side. because there's a lot of people think this is just a fairy tale thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They don't believe in the demonic side. They don't believe in demons and yeah. think that there's a whole nother side yeah. of things out here. Yeah, yeah. What is the word to the people who say, nah, that's just fairy tale stuff? So I would tell you this. Um, the Bible says that whatever you yield your, mem your members to, that is your God, right? And so, and this goes even for Christians. Yeah. As a Christian, you begin to yield your vessel over to the enemy. He going to inhabit those body parts that you're giving them. Mm -hmm. That's just, that just point blank. This is what I believe. I believe that if you open yourself up to the enemy, he will come in and, and begin to inhabit your body. That's you right. inhabit your spirit, but you inhabit your body, you'll be demonized and you yeah. don't realize why do I have a draw to do this certain sin in my life and you don't understand why this thing is pulling against you, but it's a demonic activity. And I think a lot of times because we are bored of understanding of de demonic activity, uh, we, we think that it's not a real thing. Mm -hmm. But I would say this. And I and I got stories where we we cast out spirits. You yeah, know? I've, I got stories when 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 spirits came against me. You know, I got many stories regarding these things. But the one thing that the enemy don't want you to know is that he exists. Yes, he don't want you to know that because yeah. he wants to live in your life. He want to get your children and their children. He want to stay in your life to begin to wreak havoc. If you notice, 
in the book uh in, in when Jesus cast out the spirit from the from the uh, from the from the legion, right? Mm -hmm. Uh when he cast out the spirit, the spirits didn't want to leave from that region. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to leave from that region because spirits have ju jurisdiction. That's right. They have areas where they 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 like to stay in. And they like to stay in certain generation, certain, certain generation, or certain areas and environments. And you can look at it. It, it, it. There are certain places that I grew up in, or that I've been around. And most of the time, when these people die, they die the exact same way. Wow. Because there are certain spirits that are there mm -hmm. to inha to inhabit people or to to inflict them to cause them to do certain mm -hmm. actions. Now they may be overtaken by certain things. And we talk about demonic strongholds. Well, these demonic strongholds are are are, are are built as a child. That's why you got to be careful with your children yeah. because the enemy wants to get in your children so early in their lives that they begin to develop strongholds, arguments in their minds. And what I mean by mm -hmm. that is that you ever seen somebody that defends something that's wrong mm -hmm. or they'll say, I've always been this way. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's a stronghold in their mind to defend yeah. what's wrong even though they're hurting people. They got a trail of people they've been hurting over their life but they keep defending the one thing that they need to let go of. Mm. And the enemy has gotten their life. So anytime he want to use them to do certain things, he'll trigger them. And he, if he wants somebody to get upset, they'll be the one that get upset. Because he's just triggering them in the stronghold that he's developing their mind. And so that's just one area. Now we got a whole lot of a whole lot of other categories that we can go in when yeah. we talk about demonic activity. But we'll we'll say that for another time. We definitely gonna have to do a part two. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely got to do a part two because that's, that is something that I for sure want to get into because I think there's a, I don't want to say there's a neglect because I don't, I don't search for a lot of right. teachers about it, but I don't see a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have your ones and twosies who are actually uh, operating in uh, the, the deliverance mm -hmm. ministries and things like that where they're casting out demons and people are going to them. But a lot of there, there's a lot of witchcraft yeah. and stuff going on, and we talked about beads and bracelets mm -hmm. and charms and all these different things that people are using right now, and and yoga mm -hmm. and like they're, they're yeah. so yeah. like and and the zodiac signs yeah. and like we can go down a list of things that's witchcraft, divination, and people really out here don't know that right. they're giving legal rights right. to all of these different demons right. um, whenever they're practicing these things. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something that um, we're going to have to do a part two about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, we sure. got to yeah. do a part two about yeah. it. So, but man, I, I, am, uh, I am grateful, man. I'm honored to have you um, on this episode. I know the people, I know the people are blessed to hear everything that you talked about. I've been blessed listening to it. And man, you talking about letting the light of Christ shine. Brother, yeah. you, you bruh, man, I, I'm, I'm motivated um, in, in all of this, even in hearing you speak, like I, I can go preach right now. Okay. <laughs> like we can go witness to somebody right now, but I, I am um, again, just honored man to have you on here and allow your voice um, to be heard because people need to hear the gospel. Yes, people need to hear um, what it's like and what living for Christ really looks like, what it's all about yes. and the sacrifices that you have to make regardless of your job. Like you have no excuse right, right, right. why you can't make time for God. Like it's so, so many 
nuggets and gems that you've shared um, in this conversation. And um, before we leave, I would just ask or like you to just give the people a, a word for now, an encouraging word um, or whatever it is that they're needing for right now in this season and the time that we're in. Um, if I would give an encouraging word to the people, I would tell you to run for Jesus like you never have before. And I, and I mean that in a way where you're seeking God on a different on different grounds, that you, you're beginning to hunger again. Asking God to give you that fire that you had when you first believed. When you first came into God and you just, you, 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 there was nothing that you wouldn't give up for. You begin to ask God to just pour that out on you again. And let me tell you, I believe that the Lord is going to light up your praise. He's going to light up your worship life. He's going to light up your witnessing life. And all those things that you struggle with are going to become distant memories in your life. If you would just run after him while the door is open. Uh, we just, like I said earlier, we don't have much time to waste. And I think this is a great opportunity to see some revival in our families, to see some revival in our communities, yeah. and to, to see some revival in this in this, in this this world. And so we just got to get our focus right in God and run hard for him. But I do love y'all, and I, and, I, and I pray that the, that this, what we discussed has blessed you. And I give no credit to myself. I give all glory to God because I know that I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for God. And I do thank my brother for being as faithful as he's been, man, this this brother is one of the most diligent brothers I know, and I can't even express my gratitude toward him. And he just, everything he's ta he's had from the time that he started, he took off running. And, you know, from even starting in this faith, he's, he's a servant at heart, and uh, he's just good at everything he do. And so if you're in connection with him, I'm probably sure you already know that, man, but he's a blessing in my life, and I'm glad to be able to call him my brother in the Lord and my brother in law, <laughs> you know, it's a blessing, it's a blessing. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big crybaby, so yeah. you, I'm about to tear up. <laughs> but man, um, yes, sir. brother, I appreciate you, yes, man. Sir. We're definitely gonna have to do part two to talk about what we're gonna talk about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but listen, this is get inspired from Go Hard for God daily. I pray that you guys been blessed, that you have taken some things from this conversation that you write some things down. Go back and watch it again. Share it with somebody. Let somebody else know that there's a lot of information. There's a lot of things that you can get from right here. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode number two. Go out for God daily. Get inspired. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Everything that we do reflects a lifestyle. I go hard for God daily because I'm God's child. I got a purpose that I'm doing on purpose. Firm foundation, ten toes, we the surface. Something always happened when I bless this name. But faith got me standing tall like great dames. Holy Spirit's in the room. Holy Spirit's in the room. We don't have to light a candle. We don't have to light a candle. Go ahead and let your light shine. Don't let your light shine. And treat the word as a handle. Holy Spirit's in the room. Holy Spirit's in the room. We don't have to light a candle. We don't have to light a candle. Go ahead and let your light shine. Don't let your light shine. And treat the word as a handle.